Life is an adventure. Fun, occasionally difficult, eye-opening, and definitely full of tales. Tests, adventures, lessons, entertainment, and successes. Tales that connect us to our feelings and to other people also on their journey. Welcome to Curzology, a podcast for connection. Ology because it's sort of a study. Curz because it's through my eyes. I'm Chris Kurzer, actor, husband, and multi-hyphenated storyteller, here to share my special guests and our tales with you. Anything and everything is fair game, so let's connect. Curzology is in session. Today, uh, my special guest I've known for about 26 years. I mean, that first Long of all, time. <laughs> dating me, but, um, but I want to explain. So... Um, I'm dressed the way I'm dressed because of her. Um, we'll get into a little more detail uh, once we introduce you and kind of get into a little bit, but, uh, but went to high school with um, and did some productions and musical stuff while in high school. And I think it was pretty much more of getting out of high school. We got closer. Without further ado, please help me in welcoming Julie Traskaski. Hello. Hello, hello. Good to hear from you. Well, yes. I, if I do refer, refer to her as Jules, that's, that's just kind of rolls easier off the off the tongue. But but wanted to give you a proper uh, introduction. Thank you, thank you. I do prefer Jules, so go for it. <laughs> excellent, excellent. But with that in mind, uh, Jules uh, is known for here in our house, at least, um, for a couple of things. One, I mentioned in our very first episode, which is uh, her snail mail. She is on top of uh, surprising us when we seem to need it, which is kind of kudos, because it's not always like I'm posting like, oh, I'm sad and I need, you know, a card or I need, you know, light my day uh, and a card just shows up. <laughs> so, <laughs> however, it's not just a card. It is always filled with the most glitter and confetti <laughs> you could ever imagine. I, I feel like you you inspired those cards that like shoot the butterflies <laughs> and stuff out now, right? <laughs> right. They have the. They also have like the glitter bombs that go off. I'm like, oh man, I could have marketed that. See, one one more <laughs> step, and you could have could have done that. But she was also known uh, for her luau's. Yes. Um, when, when we were summertime, it hit and, and it was either a back to school or, hey, we're home from college or, hey, uh, let's just hang out. And and she would get all the things from at the time growing up in the Midwest. It was Oriental trading and uh -huh. before like Dollar General and Dollar Trees came out. But all the cool little gadgets like bubble blower, <laughs> cookie cutting, sticker lay type stuff so that's why i'm wearing my hawaiian shirt love it so yes. uh so how you doing tell us tell tell those that don't know you a little bit about yourself oh boy i feel like i'm in an interview um <laughs> so <laughs> i have known you forever um you're one of my longest friends i've had and like you said yeah we knew each other in high school and we started hanging out and then you went away to college in Iowa and I, I think we went to like a football game, you know, before you left. And I was like, Oh, I was mm -hmm. crushed because we had kind of hung out all summer and it was fun. And, um, and, but we've maintained our, our friendship and that's been awesome. So I, I love that. 
Um, beyond our friendship, um, I do have two children, so I'm a mom, and it's yeah. one of my greatest things I've done, my my biggest accomplishments. Hopefully, I I haven't failed them yet. They're still alive. They're still kicking. Um, yeah. So that's always a plus. Um, but yeah, Absolutely. they're we're hitting junior high, so that's Uh-oh. gonna be super fun. <laughs> super fun i was like i was not this bad when i was uh, growing up but i'm sure my mother could join in and pipe in and say yeah okay <laughs> yep karma karma comes around yeah um and beyond that you know my hobbies are i love being outdoors nature's hiking um i like riding my bike around um i enjoy baking and um occasionally i have a creative touch here and there so i've been doing some rock painting um, is my newest, uh, thing that I'm doing as well as just painting canvases here and there. Well, that's good. That's awesome. And, and, and then still enjoying, uh, the Chicago area. You, you, you take frequent trips up to Wisconsin to, to enjoy some of the nature and stuff up there. Yeah. My family has a, a place right off of Green Bay, um, the lake itself. Um, it's the Green yes, Bay. We don't want to go into Green Bay as Chicago people because <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah. No, we, you know, well, you know, I have a, I have a soft spot for the Packers, I will say, yes, and, I you know, know, the Milwaukee Everybody Brewers. Everybody can't be perfect. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> well, you are a Cubs fan, so. True. It's true. You know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we, we have a place about 20 minutes north of Green Bay that, um, yeah, my family all go up. Um, so we hit the big holidays, Memorial Day, 4th of July, Labor Day. Um, and then in between, you know, we'll go up there occasionally, um, we'll go up like in the, like a longer weekend if it's in the winter, mm-hmm. but it's more fun to float around and, you know, day drink in the lake than Absolutely. Uh, hang out in the freezing cold. <laughs> yes. We, we're, we are probably about four blocks away from the Chattahoochee river here. So we, we definitely know about the whole nice and enjoying the beauty of, of nature that's given to us. So yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And then we had, uh, you know, Joseph was the play, the musical yeah, that Joseph we were in. And the dream coat, yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite. Only one that I was ever part of. I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't sing. And uh, it was my dance skills that got me that part. But uh... <laughs> yeah. it was fun. It was actually the, the only musical that I was in, in in high school, too. I, I you know, I, yes, I'm a professional actor and, you know, 100 and something commercials now and movies and TV galore. But like, I didn't get into acting in high school because for stage wise, because I figured like, oh, I want to be a movie actor. I'm be on TV. I don't need the stage. And I was like, eh. and somebody just said, well, why don't a good friend of mine was like, well, acting is acting. I can hone these skills. And I was like, yeah, I guess. And so I auditioned for one acts, got into those. And then they're like, oh, the musical. I'm like, I am not singing in front of people. <laughs> and then did. And uh, so we ended up doing that. But it was such a it was cool because, you know, if anybody knows Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, it's such a huge cast. And then, you know, uh, in, in all honesty, and I'm sure this will be another episode I have yet to do, or at this point in time, as you're watching this, I have yet to record. Uh, Julie was the first, and I, I call you properly now because of the, the, the tone of this, Julie was the first person I called after my dad called me to tell me that he had stage four cancer. Yes, uh, it was the phone call you don't want to have. And I remember standing in my living room with my loving wife next to me wanting to hug and hold me. And she did until I was like, I need to go away. Um, yep. I'm not a big um, uh, 
uh, when, when things are, are rough for me, I, I kind of be left alone. I need to collect things. Like, that was a, a year of, of yikes, 2019. Um, because if you don't know or not, uh, I'm born on Valentine's Day. I was supposed to be born on St. Patrick's Day. I was born a month early <laughs> and three, three pounds and 13 ounces. And here I am, 43, 44 years later, and I'm not <laughs> three pounds. <laughs> um, but on Valentine's Day of that year was was cool. was not a, a pleasant uh, day for all of us for your best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Rep. Yes, she uh, ended up passing. You know, she died that morning. Um, yeah, right after midnight. She had uh, passed away after a couple couple years of on and off of fighting breast cancer. And, mm-hmm. and then it went to her brain and her spine and just having a rough go there for a while. But yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's weird because it is that, you know, it's, it's, it's like the sadness that's attached to that day. And then it's also mm-hmm. like, but I can celebrate you. And, you know, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of that weird opposite, you know, the yin and the yang. Yeah. Try to, you try to find the, you know, a balance and, and you may not think so um, or, or at times. <laughs> where, you know, things are kind of really hitting the fan hard, but, um, just you've been able to help people with that loss of Donna, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I had a friend, uh, she's was part of my mom's group. She's out in Switzerland and she was from Mm -hmm. Canada and, um, you know, I just making posts about Donna and, and just how much she meant and, you know, Donna really, she's one of the most bravest people I've known. She was definitely strong. Um, she met her cancer diagnosis with a smile on her face, uh, not because she, you know, was happy to have that, but because she had that grace about her that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm going to go through this hard time, but, you know, I'm going to document it and I'm going to put that smile on my face and I'm, you know, I'm going right. to have some grace. Um Prior to her diagnosis, she did have a son, uh, Jackson, who passed when he was two to brain cancer. Um, He made a huge impact in our small little northern, you know, Illinois town and Mm -hmm. um, getting the St. Baldrick's and pediatric cancer, you know, donations with the high schools, the National Honor Society kids really, you know, took on him. And, and, you know, he was kind of the mascot, uh, you know, before he passed. And, you know, so it's it's you know, Donna had a lot of, of her own tales and, um, yeah, but she did good and she fought really hard. And, um, so I had a, so, you know, I, obviously it's grief and it, she was my best friend for, you know, over 30 years and right. you know, it's been hard and difficult. And, um, so I post things on Facebook every now and then I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. a huge, you know, like everybody knows, here's my life story. Sure. Um, yeah, but every now and then, you know, I'll share things because, you know, it, it's it's me reaching out to say like, hey, I need an extra just like, you know, it's it's OK. Yeah. Um, and so I had my friend from this in my mom's group um, from Switzerland. She actually from my stories of Donna took extra care of her breast health. You know, Donna had breast cancer and mm-hmm. she ended up you know, finding her breast cancer early due to that. Um, she wrote me a really nice letter letting me know like, Hey, if you wouldn't have posted about Donna, I don't know that I would have caught it so early. Oh, wow. So I do think it's important to talk about things, um, no matter how hard they are or how uncomfortable it makes people. Um, 
I, I'm, I'm not uncomfortable about talking about the hard things anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, because I, I think we need to, and, and, you know, so many people don't because they're like, I don't want to be a burden or, you know, this is weird or nobody wants to hear it, but we do, you know, that's, that's how we really do connect with people and really do know that we're not alone. And it is, and it's challenging and, 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 and hopefully there are more good things in life than bad. But like you just mentioned, you know, it was so cool how Donna flipped it. You are the light. It's, it's that light where, again, you know, every time a card shows up here, it could just be a random day where I'm feeling fine. But right. your card shows up, I'm like, gosh, she's the only one that writes cards anymore. <laughs> it's all the glitter that's blinding you. That's what it yes, is. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I love it. And I, thank you for that, first of all, first and foremost. Oh. Um, yeah, and, and it's cool. It's, it's very ironic. Uh, in my eyes, that the luau and the bright colors are are your thing because it's very <laughs> fitting. <laughs> um, so now you're here today. Uh, you got some news a little while ago, and our life kind of has a has a bump, um, and you get to fix that bump here within the next uh, week or so, or a couple days actually. Um, yeah. What's 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 that bump? Yeah, so the big C word, uh, cancer. Um, I was diagnosed in October of 2022 with thyroid cancer. Um, I'll give you a little background of how it kind of all came to be. Um, I'm going to be kind of boring here with some medical stuff. No, I mean, and that's it's important (laughs) to have knowledge that people don't know what a thyroid is. I mean, we all, I think at this point, know what cancer is. Right. But because there's so many different variations of like, Every cancer does not mean you're dying. So Correct. I think that's a, that's a, education is important. Yes. So um, I was not educated on what a thyroid was. So to back up a little bit, um, I had to do IVF to have my children. Um, mm-hmm. And I learned through that by being open that you kind of find a community of people who have gone through IVF and similar, you know, fertility treatments. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's nice to have that community. Um, so I was, had a really, my body didn't know what to do when I was pregnant and it was very high risk, very complicated. Okay. Every single time I went to the doctor, which I felt like I was going weekly, I had blood draws. I hated needles. I would like it took me forever to like not pass out to get no like tattoos all... for you. Got yeah, it. no, no tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> those are those are that's a whole nother story about tattoos. Yes. But <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I had gestational diabetes. Shocker. Uh, something else wrong in the pregnancy. But um, so gestational diabetes, a lot of people think diabetes happen because people are overweight or they're not healthy. And when it comes to diabetes, yes, sometimes that is true. People are not eating the best foods or things like that, but it is genetics play a role in it. Hormones play a role in it. Um, And you're just your body and how well other things are functioning. So it's not always, oh, well, you just change your diet and everything's fine. Um, With pregnancy, when you have gestational diabetes, it can be a placenta issue um, as well as hormones. And your thyroid, guess what, is all a part of hormones. So um, look at, you know, I'm kind of able to kind of connect dots, you know, now that I can kind of look back on things Mm -hmm. to where I am now to where it all began. So I was sitting in the endocrinologist's office because diabetes is an endocrine 
part of your endocrine system. Okay. And I'm probably saying that wrong. Um, nope. so far, well, to me, it's good. So we're good. <laughs> um, and so um, I'm sitting there and, and the endocrinologist comes in. He's like, hey. And then he goes, so how about that thyroid? And I was like, hi, uh, how about that thyroid? Like, what is that? Like, what are you talking about? Did I <laughs> like, win <what's>, something? <laughs> yeah, like, what's, what's on me? Like, what, what are you seeing? And apparently, just by looking at my neck, he could see that I had a thyroid issue. Oh, um, so Like, from, physic, f- physically looking at your neck? Like, yeah, he could just see my neck, neck and he could see that there's something with my neck. Um, mm-hmm. He knew right away something was wrong with my thyroid. Um so from there, we did ultrasounds. I had a biopsy. It's just a fine needle biopsy. You just go in, they numb you. That's the part that hurts the most is the numbing stuff. And then they put a really thin needle in there and they just poke it a couple times to, you know, get whatever they're needing to get. See if it talks back. Yeah. yeah. So um, as I was, so I was like 30, 29 or 30 weeks pregnant with my oldest. And as I'm waiting for the pathology report for the biopsy to come back, um, my endocrinologist was like, we're, we're planning on taking your baby early. You're going to have to do surgery. You're going to have to do radiation. You won't be able to be around your baby. Um, oh. you have to isolate. I mean, it was like, oh my gosh, like, All wait, what? <laughs> uh, I thought I was here for gestational diabetes. Like can we talk about insulin and diet. Like, wh- why are we talking about surgeries and being away from my baby? So of course I was, you know, freaking out. Yeah. Um, so biopsy came back. It was actually benign. Um, the endocrinologist was pretty shocked. He was like, I thought for sure this was going to be cancer. Um, and so he was like, you have two choices. Either we take it out and you remove it or we can wait and watch. So I was young. You know, I'm pregnant. I'm having a baby. I'm like, no, I don't want to go without my thyroid. I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, I right. need to do research and I have to, you know, figure this out. Like, I don't, you know, all all I knew was that my, you know, thyroid had something to do with my metabolism. Right. So I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like, ah, so I did some research and I decided at that point, like, I don't want to remove it. I don't want to be on meds forever. Um, You hear these horror stories of people gaining a ton of weight, you know, having to regulate their meds and it's just blood work after blood work. And, you know, it, it just, it wasn't what I wanted to do. So I, yeah, yeah. having a baby, you kind of want to live normal here. Yeah. So um, we waited and watched it, monitored it. I did ultrasounds every year. I did biopsies every other. Everything always came back fine. There wasn't a lot of changes with the nodule that I had. Um, So we just kind of, you know, watched it. Mm -hmm. Um, So to back up a little bit. So the thyroid is a butterfly shaped. um, I think they call it a gland. It's Mm -hmm. not really an organ, but it's a gland and it's across your neck. Um, So you have, you know, your two lobes, which would be like the wings of a butterfly. And then you have your, I think it's called an isthmus. I'm probably saying that wrong too, but it's like the pole of your, of your thyroid. Okay. Um, and it's part of, like I said, the endocrine system. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, it kind of carries messages to other parts of your body and it, to tell them, like, this is what you need to do and this is when you need to do it. Okay. Um, obviously, it has something to do with our hormones. Um, it, you know, again, coordinates, you know, what your body needs to do and how to function. It does work with our metabolism. It controls our metabolism, which is turning our food into energy and all the cells in our body need energy to function. Right. 
Um, and then it's also, um, there's a hormone that regulates our calcium in our body. And if you have too much calcium because it's broken or whatnot, you get those kidney stones kidney people stone. talk about. Yeah. Um, and then obviously some other issues or whatnot. So, um, so that's kind of, you know, the, the fun medical stuff behind it. <laughs> Your lesson for the day. There'll be a quiz yes. at the end. Yes, there'll be a quiz at the end. Um, I'll make it multiple choice. Don't worry. Excellent. Excellent. Um, and so obviously your thyroid and hormones affect pretty much all every organ in our body. Um, you've got the cardiovascular system, which is your heart and blood pumping in and out of your heart. You've got your nervous system. Um, some people may have heard of people being hypothyroid. They, they might have hypothyroidism, which is okay. when their thyroid is slow or the metabolism is slow. Um, people may also get an autoimmune disease, which would be Hashimoto's. Um, and then you also have your hyperthyroidism, which is when it's your, uh, metabolism is extremely fast and the autoimmune disease that could come with that would be Graves disease that could come yeah. from either hypo or hyper. Well, Graves is hyper Hashimoto's is hypo. Okay. Um, and then you've got your digestive system that your thyroid has, functioning in, um, you know, how fast you digest your food and, and then your reproductive. So fertility, things like that. So it's um, kind of like the thyroid is, is, is kind of like a, a brain for your cells. I mean, your brain, yeah. your brain, but you, but it, it kind of has its hand in everything. Yeah. I mean, it's really important. <laughs> yeah. You, you need, you know, your thyroid's important. So if you get your thyroid removed, then you're on medicine forever. Ah, okay. Kind of supplement all the things that it controls. Yeah. Yeah. So there's different, you know, um, when you do blood work and things like that, you're looking for different, you know, um, things that you need to be looking for to make sure your numbers are correct and, mm -hmm. um, things like that. So, um, so yeah, so just to, you know, just give you a little science behind it and, you know, medical, yeah. you know, it's the <laughs> really medical I mean, yeah, five it, minutes. You got to understand before you can, you know, work or fix or, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. So then I decided to wait and watch. We monitored it. Um, I ended up changing insurance. So my endocrinologist didn't take my insurance anymore. So I stopped going for a little while. I found out that my regular doctor could monitor. So I always had, I have to monitor my A1C because I had gestational diabetes twice. I've been pregnant twice and I had insulin with my youngest one okay. um, when I was pregnant. So, you know, the, your odds increase every time you've had gestational diabetes in a pregnancy, then your odds increase that you will probably get like type, what they call type two diabetes. Um, I have a huge family history of diabetes, so a lot of it's genetic as well. Gotcha. Um, as much as I'd love to say, oh, I can just change my diet and I'll be fine. Um, it will help it, obviously, mm -hmm. but right now it's controlled. I do take medicine for it, and then um, I do check it every year, my A1C. And right now it's like the pre-diabetic range, um, which is where it's kind of stayed. Um until just recently, but we'll get into that in just a minute. Yeah. So, um, so my doctor monitors my blood sugars as well as my, you know, giving me my ultrasounds and my biopsies for my thyroid. Um, so then pandemic hit. So we're like in 2020 ish. Um, and the whole world shut down. So I didn't go to doctor appointments. I, you know, life was 
uncertain and, you know, crazy. And I was being teacher yeah. and mom and <laughs> yep. all this, you know, fun stuff. And um, I started to have symptoms. So my symptoms were I had extremely, extremely dry skin. Um, my hair got really, really dry, um, like to the point where it was really weird. Actually, I had like a line of like really dry hair and it broke. And so it looked like I had bangs. Um, it was, you know, I, like, I asked my hairdresser, like, how do we, like, why, why is this happening? And she's right. like, I don't, I don't know. And this was before I knew, you know, things were going on with my thyroid. Um, I felt like my, uh, like I had a really raspy voice. Um, I felt like I had something stuck in my throat. Um, I could eat like carrots or crackers and mm -hmm. it would almost get like stuck in my throat. Oh. Um, I felt like, um, I didn't feel like I, it was, um, I'd raise my hands up. Like if you raise both your hands up above your head, it felt like someone was choking me. Um, I was very tired. It was a different kind of exhaustion I was feeling. Um, you know, the world was shut down. So, uh, yeah. my, my work, you know, closed. So it wasn't like, you know, I was trying to, you know, figure out the pandemic through working and still being a mom and maintaining the house and, you know, figuring the world out. Right. Um, it was quote unquote easier to just like be the mom as opposed yeah. to balancing everything. Yeah. So I was kind of like, why am I so tired? Like, you know, I don't know. And then I thought, well, maybe, you know, everyone talked about like, you know, just with everything changing that a lot of people had a lot of hard times with it. And I was Probably like, I don't know, maybe yeah. this is my hard time, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> Um, and you know, I, so I, I kind of noted it in my mind. Um, and I was kind of like, well, you know, I haven't had my sugars checked. I, you know, haven't been checking my thyroid. Maybe I should go back to endocrinologist and just make sure things are okay. I, I kind of took 2020 as a year to kind of really get back into being really healthy. I was working out every day. Um, which I blamed my dry skin and my dry hair on because I was taking showers all the time. <laughs> um, you know, I wasn't just sitting here smelling up. Um, right, right. And then, um, you know, and then I was like, well, maybe I'm just tired from that. Um, you know, I don't know. So I went and in like 20, end of 2021, I finally got around to making an appointment. Uh, my mom actually was talking to a neighbor on her block whose children were going through some fertility issues and they had a really good endocrinologist that they had used. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, cause sometimes fertility obviously can be, you know, an endocrinologist might be involved um, with that because right, it has to do with hormones. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, you know, she came with this endocrinologist came with, you know, good reviews. And um, so I called her and, and, you know, set up an appointment, which took a few months cause she was very busy <laughs> And Always when you need things, it takes forever. Right. So in April of 2022, I ended up having an ultrasound done. I had blood work done and I had a biopsy. Um, everything came back fine. And then in um, she obviously saw it was large. And because of all the symptoms I started having, because I was like, well, like, here's what's been going on for like the last like year and a half. She was like, yeah, we might want to think about just removing it. Like, you know, it's been a while, like, you know, it needs to come out. And I was like, well, I feel like, okay, other than all these symptoms I just told you. 
So is it, um, is it matter so that we, we all understand, is it removing the thyroid or is it removing just that whatever the mass was? So the endocrinologist suggested removing the whole thyroid. So that would be a thyroidectomy, which is the whole thyroid. Okay. You can do half, which would be sometimes it's called a hemi or hemi or just a lobectomy because you're just taking the lobe out. Okay. Um, and then when you do half and you go back and get the other half removed, then that would be a completion. Okay. Um, so she was she, at, she was suggesting all of it. Yeah. So she was suggesting, suggesting a full thyroidectomy. Um, I didn't want to do that because I was like, well, I don't want to be on meds forever my the rest of my life. And I don't want to gain a ton of weight and, right, right. um, you know, selfish reasons, but I also just, I, I just wasn't sure about it. It was very scary. It was very, it, the unknown fear can be very scary and it can kind of prevent us from really knowing what's best. So I was like, well, I'll meet with a surgeon and I'll think about it. So I met with the surgeon and she was like, you know, I've looked at your ultrasounds. I've looked at your biopsies. I looked at your blood work. She's like, we can do half. And I was like, awesome. I'll, that's okay. Like, and she's like, you know, 15% of the people have to go on meds, but 80, that means 85% usually don't have to do meds. So I was like, awesome. Okay. I can do this. Like, that's not so scary. Right. Um, it's a major surgery though. And it's your neck. Yep. Yeah, there's <laughs> and lots of important things there. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll think about it. So I, I did, I thought about it for a while. I had a follow-up appointment with my endocrinologist in September. So it was like six months or so. Um, my symptoms weren't getting better. You know, they were in fact, probably getting a little worse. So I, when I met with my endocrinologist in September, I was like, you know, I talked to my family, I've talked to some friends and it was like, you know what, it's, it's time. Like I've been watching and waiting. It's starting to now affect me. Um, I need, you know, I need to take care of this. So I was okay doing the half. Um, and so I'm, you know, all of a sudden it was like October came and I'm having surgery. Um, I remember telling the surgeon, like, if you go in there and you think it looks gross or the other half, you know, we should probably take it out or anything. Like if you have any, any issues with it, the way it looks, if you think it's cancer or anything, take it out, take the whole thing. I don't care. Already open. You might as well just grab what you need. Yeah. yeah. Um, she didn't. She only took the half. <laughs> and um, surgery itself, I was extremely anxious. I didn't know really what to expect. I had jumped on some, um, you know, just Google and, you know, looking at pictures. So I kind of knew what my neck might look like. Right. Um, so I, I was just kind of catch 22. You kind of want to know, but yeah. you kind of don't. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because then you hear really like horrible you know, you have got the extremes of these horrible experiences that people have experienced. And you're like, oh, my God. But and I'm not saying don't do your research. I'm not saying what you did right. was wrong or bad or anything else. I'm just it's it's that weird fine line that I think each person has to like conquer because, like, yes. you know, if you're sitting at home sneezing and you look up sneezing and then you have cancer <laughs> and it's like, no, I, you don't. You probably just have a cold. Odds right. Are. Right. A little but, dust, you know, got in you. Right. But and I, I kind of did the same thing. I mean, I did, mine was my experience with, with surgery was more emergency and immediate. But right. I would look up like, well, what is when you have a scar, you know, a foot long, what does that do? And I was like, oh, great. 
right or taking my shirt off again i'm bathing <laughs> everything here like so right. look and, and and be knowledgeable but yeah there is that catch-22 of you can kind of scare yourself into something you know yeah well and i think if you go into it knowing i'm going to read really extreme cases and i have to take that nugget of information but cool. not be like oh my god that's what's going to happen you know because yeah. then you can read you know the other 80 percent that like yes this is what my experience was and every experience may be a little different mm -hmm. um but yeah it's it's not always the extreme you know um yeah my whole nut came off you know like you All know right. it's, it's not going to happen to everybody <laughs> yep yep so um so yeah, so then I had the surgery and now was um, it that they did not she did not find anything else? I mean you the you're obviously you're under, so you weren't like chit chatting away and then right. what, what do you see? <laughs> but it did it seem like she just was like, No, I'm taking a half and that's it? Or um there was nothing there? No, she she knew from the lobe that she took out that's where the cancer was. Um okay. she left the other half. I have nodules on the other half. So it wasn't like she was leaving this clean, healthy looking other half of the thyroid. Yeah. Um, that's another story for another day about the medical system. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Bedside manner. And yep. I yeah. Um, I, on that one too. On that. Yeah. I do have a, opinions on that, why there was a half versus a full at the time. But, um, and I, I do know that um, with, thyroidectomies they and thyroid cancer they they're trying to be a little bit more conservative i think a long time ago it was just we're taking the whole thing gotcha. um whereas now a lot of people can do those hemis and just function with half of their thyroid and they don't need meds and they're and they're okay and they go right. on and everything's okay um but yeah so that she took the half um and i just had like a cut you know, across my neck and it was mm -hmm. just like glued, you know, I wasn't sure if I was going to get stitches. I didn't know, you know, some people have drains coming out of their neck. And so right. I, I wasn't sure. And I remember waking up in the recovery room and my throat was killing me. I mean, it was like the worst sore throat ever. Yeah. And I was like, okay, it's all done. And the nurse was like, yeah. And she's like, do you want some crackers? I was like, why the fuck no. would you give me crackers? <laughs> like, like I just like my throat is on fire. No, I don't want crackers. Can I have some ice or something? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was so weird. I was just like, why would you ask that? But I mean, she probably just gives crackers to everybody and didn't, you know. But, and it's that weird, <laughs> that weirdness of like they do this every day. And yes. They don't. So it's kind of like, you know, like same thing with me when I had my surgery and I came to. I looked at the nurse when I was in the room already and, you know, already stapled up and I was like, are we done? Cause all I remember is going to sleep and then I'm waking up and I'm like, was that it? Right. <laughs> Two seconds. Great. Right. Like, Oh, that was the best sleep I ever had. That was yeah. the best nap. Can I do it again? Yeah. <laughs> just don't cut me. you like, just, just put me to sleep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So recovery was fine. I had Good. opted to stay in the hospital for the night just because the only other surgery I had was when I was like eight and I had my tonsils out and my mom tells me like I bled everywhere and it was oh, horrible. I remember staying in the hospital for a couple of days. I, I got actually really sick. Um, and I still remember like there was this nurse, I, I swear she was an angel, but I think it was just the lighting of the, you know, it was nighttime. And I just remember this oh, yeah. like beautiful nurse. She had this beautiful, you know, brown hair and she just was like lit up 
you know, and, and, and she comes in and she was just checking on me and, you know, she, I had asked her for a popsicle and she's like, oh yeah, I'll get you one. And I mean, she was so, she was so nice. Um, and that's really the only thing I remember about my tonsils being out was mm -hmm. that moment in the hospital was, you know, just this nice nurse that, you know, back then I was like, she had to be an angel and, yeah. um, but yeah, so that was my only experience was like, I had gotten really sick. So I was like, well, if I, you know, decide to, you know, bleed out or whatever, I'd, I want to be in the hospital where I should be not, you know, Take miles me. away. Yep. <laughs> so, um, and that brought some comfort too, because I knew I'd be monitored, you know, they, I'd, I'd be an easy patient, you know, I'd be like, you don't have to check on me. I'll, like, I'll ding you if I need you, right. you know, type of thing. So I, I'm just taking a bed. Sorry. Um, but the night nurses were really nice and, um, you know, I didn't get much sleep because I had, a, a a lady who probably needed some help and, uh, whether it be mental health help or mm -hmm. she needed some different meds or something, but she was very agitated. And was she uh, calling was... for the muffin man? Like in that commercial of yours? <laughs> I think maybe it's not a commercial. Maybe it's just a, like a meme. Yes. No, you know, she would have said that I could have started singing, you know, like the muffin man song. Yeah, Do you yeah. know the muffin man? <laughs> um, but no, she, I'm pretty sure was like throwing her walker around. Um, she was like screaming for a nurse. I mean, it was to the point it was like two in the morning and I was like ready to be like, all right. Like I just called her, you know, terrible Teresa because that's what I called her. And I was like ready to like walk myself over there in my little walker and my little hospital gown and be like, listen <laughs> to me, let's have a chat. Like I was ready to be like, what, what can I get you? Like, what are your needs right now that are not being fulfilled? <laughs> I feel for you, but please shut up. Yeah. Right. I'll have some empathy for you, but let's get through this a little differently. But, right. um, yeah, the nurse came in. He's like, oh, you're because then I had to turn on my TV and he's like, oh, you're still awake. And I was like, yeah, you know, my neighbor Teresa here is uh, my two o'clock alarm clock. And he was like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, you guys are handling this very appropriately <laughs> because I could I could hear a lot of what they were saying. And then I could hear, you know, her responses. And I was like, wow. I'm like, I give you guys props because your jobs, are, nurse nurses do not have the easiest jobs. I mean, some days they have really fun patients and other days you know they've got the the harder patients that you know you just got to get through and make them comfortable and yeah. do your best yeah and you, so you you fully recovered yeah so my wound itself has you know fully recovered you know can i can hardly notice this i don't think anyone really else notices it unless i say something then they'll mm -hmm. be like oh yeah i see it now um so my wound healed really well but emotionally physically it was extremely hard um i did end up having to go on meds okay. um i ended up being extremely allergic to the generic thyroid medicine that they gave me so while waiting for pathology reports um before i left the hospital actually i asked my doctor like hey you know like do you think anything weird or whatever? And she's like, well, we'll talk to you about pathology in my office in like two weeks. And when she said that, I was like, oh, that's a weird thing to say. So then I started thinking like, oh, this might be really serious, more serious than I think it might be. So 
Um, anyways, Which is probably I, opposite of what I would think. If you're if you're not talking about it right now, I'm like, oh, it's nothing to worry about. I got two weeks. Right. But, but then she said that and I was like, huh. Because like sometimes doctors will be like, no, you know, I think it's, you know, we'll see. But, you know, I, it looked okay. Or, you know, like I, I suppose she's not going to say, well, it might have not looked good. You know, like she's not going to say right. that. So right. she's going to say, well, we'll talk about it. So, okay. Um, so actually, um, how I was told that I had cancer was I went to my regular doctor for a tick bite because then I was like, oh my God, I just had my thyroid removed. Like I have a tick bite. I don't like the way it looks. It's weird. Mm -hmm. Is it okay? And the doctor was like, yeah, you're fine. I was like, okay, just want to make sure. So then I was obviously in there. I was updating the file about how I had the surgery. And, um, in the meantime, I was checking like my electronic chart all the time, like you know, what is my pathology reports? Like, what does it say? It wasn't released. Mm -hmm. And, but the doctor could see it. And so he was like, oh, you know, oh, I have the, you know, pathology right here. And he's just like, starts to read it. And the only word I heard was carcinoma. And I know that's cancer. And I just started crying and I was like, it's fine. It's okay. Cause I always tell myself, it's fine. Everything's fine. You're fine. It's fine. Um, even when it's not, but I always tell myself that. And mm -hmm. I, you know, he was like, okay. And I was like, okay. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm like, I'm going to see my sur surgeon and like two weeks to go over it. It's okay. And, you know, I got myself together and he was like, I think realized like, oh shit. Like you I just know. told her <laughs> that she has cancer, you know, like, oh, so, um, he was like, I'm really sorry. Like, I hope it's okay that I shared that with you. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Well, it's my chart. I need to know. Right. <laughs> I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. So um, he's like, you know, it's going to be okay. And I'm like, I know it'll be fine. And so um, I left, I went to my car and I lost it because I'm going to web off here a minute, but my experience with cancers have been a death sentence. You get mm -hmm. cancer, you die. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it started with, you know, all my grandparents, well, three of my grandparents all died of cancer. I was there. I lost a lot of people to cancer and I've been there while they transitioned from this earth world to the spirit world. Mm -hmm. um, I used to think it was a curse and, and a lot of therapy has made me kind of look at it a little differently that it's actually a blessing that I get to be there. Mm -hmm. um, but so I was, you know, my grandparents all passed away. And obviously Jackson, you know, Donna's little guy, right. he passed, um, you know, I had dogs that have had cancer and passed, um, Donna passed. I, my brother-in-law, uh, Steve, he also had cancer. He had melanoma. And, um, so get your yearly skin checks. Um, I, you know, and when in doubt, cut it out. Um, mm -hmm. you know, that should be everybody's thing is just every year go and get your skin checked because, you know, early prevention is key here, especially with melanoma and skin cancer. Um, if it, you know, skin cancer turns into the melanoma, it is, it is a horrible, horrible cancer. Um, not that any of the other cancers are not, they're, they're right. all horrible. Right, right. Um, but melanoma is not nice. Um, but, um, so he, you know, he passed and, and that was, that was hard, um, to watch, you know, that, and then Donna obviously passed away. Um, so there's just, you know, and your dad was, you know, got cancer and, and passed and, 
you know, so there's so many people that you just hear, you know, they had cancer, they got sick and they, and they died. And so automatically it's like, oh my God, I have cancer and I'm going to die. And then I was like, but I have kids and, you know, oh my gosh, what is this going to look like? And I'm going to lose my hair. And, you know, you think all these, these thoughts, right. Um, and it's scary and it's lonely and you're like, oh my gosh. So, um, the weird thing about thyroid cancer is a lot of people will be like, well, that's the easy cancer. That's, that's the best cancer to have. (laughs) And I'm always like, really? Because one, I wouldn't want any cancer. And two, is it easy? Because, you know, after I had half of it removed, um, I healed, you know, my, my, my wound healed fine, but like my emotional state, I'm, I'm emotional person anyways. Um, and I'm usually like, oh, about 110% emotional. Um, my family might say I'm a little bit more, but then, <laughs> uh, when this happened and I got it removed, it was like 347%. I'm like standing there. You could have been like, Hey, Julie, how's it going? And I'd be like, oh. bawling my eyes out and I'm you know and then I start laughing because I'm like oh my god I don't know what I'm crying for (laughs) like (laughs) like, what are we doing um and you know it was really hard recovery that way um you know I, I didn't feel good I had no energy it took everything in me to get up and get out of bed and go to work and then come home and function as a mom and you know as a partner and you know, making my, you know, cooking meals and and cleaning the house and just living life and like doing activities. And I do think part of that, you know, because the thyroid does function with like depression and things like that. I I do (laughs) think, you know, that was some depression. There were times that I was like, is this what like real, real depression is? You know, when people say like, I was, I was depressed. Well, and it's that weird, weird mix too, where you know, I've always said, like, I, it's not that I, there's certain things in life, I know that they're real, right? And I know yes. that they exist. Um, to me, addiction, I don't understand, because I'm not an addictive person. My dad was, my dad could not quit smoking. He tried so many times, and I couldn't understand it. It's just like, just don't have it. Like, I right. love beer. I love other things in life. But if I, I don't have to have it, like, if I don't right. have beer for a couple weeks or months, still good. So yeah. I don't understand. So same thing, like, with, like, women. Obviously, I've been married for almost 19 years now <laughs> and with one for the same one for about 24 years now, which just boggles my mind. But when you guys go through what, the fun of the month, you know, I, yeah. I don't understand how you're just sitting there and just cry. <laughs> right. Like, what thought came to you? Nothing. What were Nothing. You about? Nothing. Sometimes you just cry. <laughs> I mean, I can sit there and just cry, too, because my dad passes through my mind or something else. Sure. But, you know, so yeah, so it, 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 it's interesting to hear that, that, you know, like with you, you kind of questioning, like, is this depression or what is happening to me? Because I'm not, I don't, you, you didn't know. Right. And it wasn't, you know, I mean, I've had, you know, oh, I'm sad and, you know, I would say maybe light depression, you know, but nothing like this. That's why kind I was of like, like, well, like, quote unquote, normal, like, yeah. You know, daily things of I could lose weight or I could, you know, whatever. right, right. Or yeah. oh, I'm not doing as, you know, is my life fulfilled enough? Am I doing stuff with purpose? And right. And I'm not belittling know. any of that. It's no, just more the, the more common 
yes feelings yeah and um so you know i i had you know speaking of periods my periods were whack um you know irregular and they used to be like clockwork um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know i'd be super cold and I'm always a hot person and I hate being hot. And now I'm like freezing cold. And I was like, what is going on? Um, just my sugars ended up increasing. So they got really high um, or higher for me. They weren't probably high for like, you know, a type one diabetic is probably like, oh, I'd love to have those sugar numbers. But for me, my sugars were high. Um, and so I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like what is happening? And, I was like, this is what life is like now. Like, this sucks. Like, this is not what I thought life was going to be like. I, I'm on meds. I had this huge allergic reaction, a rare allergic reaction to the, the generic version. And my whole face swelled up. Um, I'm pretty sure no one, like my doctors, I don't think believe me. They were like, well, what did you just eat? I'm like, nothing unusual and nothing right. that I don't eat all the time. Like, the only thing that's different is I've been taking this med for three days. Like mm-hmm. this is not normal. <laughs> this looks like I ate 14 pizzas. I, I swear I didn't. <laughs> yeah. And it hurt and I could like barely open my eyes and I had to go to work. And so I wore sunglasses like, cause that's going to hide my face. But I was like, well, at least they won't see my scary eyes. And I, it was so embarrassing. And, you know, I was like, you know, telling my, my families that I work with, I was like, so I'm wearing my sunglasses because I'm having a really bad allergic reaction right now. So just bear with me. And they were like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like we are so sorry that you are going through this. And I'm like, yeah, fun times. And I could laugh about it now because I looked absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. And afterwards, like my face was like bright red. It was like scaly because it was so dry because it had been so puffed up. I mean, it was, it was, it was bad. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, all of that was really, really hard. And, um, so I went back to the doctor. So obviously I had blood work. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, my concern was how do you know you have it all? How do you know? Like, just because you took this out, like, how do you know? And I want to be clear here. Every single ultrasound and biopsy came back benign and okay. And I was like, and now I have cancer. And so it's hard for me to now trust any test because I'm like, how do you know that's benign? How do you know that I don't have it? Like, how do you know? Right. And have you, they, which is now piqued my interest. Like, is there a way, like, have you looked up or researched or anything that to, to retest? I mean, I, I guess it does boggle my, I'm at a loss for words too, because <laughs> you took a sample, you said we're good. But mm-hmm. I'm not. So how right. would you ever how would you have ever found that I'm not okay? Right. And I think the only way they would have ever found it is if it just kept growing. And then eventually maybe the sample size would have been a bigger sample size of the cancers. But um Gotcha. So it's kind of, it's kind of like, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm making light of, you know, a heavy subject, but not of your situation. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like if you're scooping out ice cream and you want the cookie piece, you got part of it and it's okay, but had they gone deeper, right? you would have or, scooped out and been like, oh, hey, there's cookies in here. Yeah. Or like scooped a little different area or, you know, maybe they gotcha. just, you know, scooped enough and the cookie dough was right under there versus like, Hey, get that whole scoop and a couple more. Right. But then um, that's a good thing with, with knowing symptoms, you know, it's, it's yes. again, it's that catch 22 of like, yes, every time you sneeze or cough, you don't have cancer. Right. But 
if you do and they don't see it on all the tests and scans that they could, which is what we rely on, but you have other symptoms, you know, pay attention to the rest of your body, even if it's a throat thing, a leg right. thing, yeah. pay attention to how you're breathing, how you're swallowing carrots, you know, like how you're doing the things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, you, and I'm pretty in tune with my body because of all the fertility stuff that I had to do prior mm-hmm. to doing IVF. I, you know, you do all the, you know, take your temperature and do this and do that. And when do you ovulate? And, you know, and I mean, I was pretty in tune with my body. It just, mm-hmm. I think life kind of took over a little bit. And then when the pandemic hit, it really allowed me to slow down again and really pay attention Um, because we are our own best advocate. I mean, I have to advocate for myself and everybody listening has to advocate for themselves. I mean, yeah, I mean, doctors are very knowledgeable. Let's let's give them credit. They are life-saving. They they have more of the technical and and knowledge, but they're not us. Right. They're not experiencing, you know, they could tell you, yeah, it's just gas. But mm-hmm. if you had it for more than a week and, and, and you have other symptoms of some sort, they can tell you like, oh, yeah, it's this. Oh, you didn't – unless you tell them. Right. <laughs> they, yeah. they can't feel around and be like, oh, I think you have gas. Or I think right. you – you know, whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. And so it brings us to now where mm-hmm. you are now going in um, for a second surgery to remove the rest of the thyroid. Is that my understanding? Yeah. So, um, you know, we've been kind of waiting and watching. Um, so after my one half got removed, you know, I did ultrasounds, I did blood work. Mm -hmm. Um, I had ultrasound in December because I was like, how do you know? How do you know? And she's like, well, let's do an ultrasound at least like maybe that will kind of make you feel a little bit better. I was like, sure. And the one thing I do have to say, my endocrinologist is amazing. I mean, number wise, it's like, well, the blood work, blood work, blood work. And I've always been like, yeah, but again, my blood work's always been normal, but here I am, I had cancer. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I am not just numbers. You what's have the, to go what's off. The backup? Yeah. Right. Like how I feel. And so she's been amazing listening because I did get an increase of my thyroid medicine, which has made all the difference. Um, you know, I feel so much better. I'm not a hundred percent, but I feel so much better. And part of that is just telling her like, this is not how I want to live my life. Like, this mm-hmm. is not okay. Like I know how good I can feel. This is not it. And so she really listened to me and up my medicine and, and it has made a world of differ- a difference. So yeah. I had an ultrasound in December um, and then I had another one in May because it had been like six months um, and I just didn't, you know, call it intuition, call it just knowing my body, calling it just, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I'm not, I don't want to, you know, fool around with this. You know, we're right. talking, right. you know, this is serious stuff. So um, and just from December to May, there are, there have been changes in the structure and, um, of the nodules on the side that's left indicating that it's likely cancer again. Gotcha. So, uh, it's going, I mean, there, you know, I, I cried about it. <laughs> I, you know, I, I call my, you know, one of my friends, um, Lisa and I was like, Oh, I don't know what to do. And she's like, well, what do you, what, what, you know, like, let's talk about it, talk mm-hmm. it out. So, you know, she helped me talk it out and, you know, the pros and the cons. And then she's like, okay, but you're, you're on meds. Right. And I was like, yes, I'm already on meds. So it's not like I have to now go on meds again. Like I'm on meds, right? you know, I, I've gone through it already. So I know kind of what to expect. Um, right. Obviously, you know, getting the whole thyroid removed brings up, you know, other risks factors and things like that, but nothing that can't be monitored in the hospital, nothing that they can't watch, you right. know, you know, so it'll be fine. So I was like, all right. I'm like, I know 
Like, why am I going to wait more just to see how much more it changes? You know what I mean? Like that doesn't cancer being cancer, which we obviously still as humans don't have a grip on. Is it going to jump somewhere else? Like, are you right? However that works. Like, you know, the first time you're kind of given the options of like, we could monitor it. We could take it out. We could do half. It kind of seems like this time is more of it's either take it out or, you know, take it out. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, risks it's spreading somewhere. Spread. Yeah, Yeah. because thyroid cancer, as much as it is an easy cancer and it's the best cancer to have. um, And, you you know, thyroid cancer does have a really good, you know, recovery and and survival rate. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not going to discredit that. But I think, you know, people's first, you know, when they're like, oh, it's so easy. It's like, but it's this isn't the easy part. This is not easy. Yes, I did not have to go through chemo. I did not lose my hair. I have not had to do radiation yet. Um that may still be on the table, but it will okay. be a, in a pill form, but I'll know more once I have my surgery and I get pathology back. Right. Um, I do have a lymph node. So thyroid cancer does spread. It can go through the blood. Um, if you have, I think follicular is, can spread through the blood papillary. And I'm probably saying these all wrong, um, is usually through the lymph node. So I have papillary thyroid carcinoma with follicle variant. So it has characteristics of the follicular cancer. Okay. <laughs> Those okay. are a lot of big words for, yeah. for, for poor Julie to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so yes. Risk, essentially the risk is higher for it to definitely get worse and spread. Absolutely. I mean, it, it can absolutely, you know, grow and, and move. So I did have one lymph node removed in my first surgery just because it was attached to the to the lobe. Um, and that came clear and my margins were clear. So that's good. Um, so this time I do have a th- uh, lymph node that keeps kind of showing up on my ultrasounds that I was like, can we just take that guy out? Um, but I'll leave that up to the surgeon only because like if this is a lymph node that like my body uses all the time for like drainage that could be why it's showing up and from my understanding the ultrasound techs have to notice like note anything that shows up so right maybe none of my other lymph nodes are showing up but maybe i just had like postnasal drip maybe i'm fighting some allergies i mean it could be whatever and that little guy you know keeps wanting to be seen but in my mind there's also part of me that's like but how do we know that it's right. not something more? So right. they've, they've tried to assure me that it's all good, but I was like, well, so I do want them to take like maybe a lymph node or two just to be sure mm-hmm. that it, that they got it and it's not spreading anywhere. All gone. Um, yeah. And then after that, you know, depending on what the pathology comes back as um, I might not have to do, it's called RAI, which is radioactive iodine. It's like a pill. You swallow it and then you're radioactive. You can't, you know, to quarantine. You can't be around anybody. You have to. You yep. Know. I actually was introduced to that when I was going through my stuff uh, in 2010. That's when it was not even out yet. And it, mm. I was given the option and I didn't need to do it. So thank God. But yeah, you yes, remember all that where I did do the regular like IV type thing once. And it was kind okay. of like, okay, show up at this time at this place and we'll do this and, and whatever. And it's like, well, and make sure like you know, you might not, you might be tired. You might not want to drive. I'm like, well, how am I getting there or getting home? Right. And like, well, don't bring anybody with you. I'm like, what? How, how does that work? <laughs> you can't be, are you guys trying to have kids? Cause your wife would come if you sit in the back seat. So it was just odd. I had to sit in the back seat. We couldn't, you know, yeah. 
it was just weird but yeah that was so i understand the technology and medicine has come a long way yes yes so you know we'll take it one step at a time and yeah. you know, right now it's like i'm so anxious about you know i'm i'm it's a major surgery again and yes, you know obviously yes. the going into it the second time you know she's going to use the same you know scar you know she's going to cut up my scar and you know take it out and mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just my, you know, girls understand it. You know, we've been through it once already. Um, and it's just like, Hey, I've got to take it out. And, um, you know, they, they understand that my mom's going to help me and, you know, my sister will have her kids come over. So, you know, the girls can, you know, have somebody to play with. So they're not just, you know, on their iPads all the time. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, and, and, and you have, you know, like I said, we're doing this kind of in, in two parts in the sense that this is the pre-surgery things yeah. brought you to this point. And then we'll have you back um, when you're, when you're good and healed and, and, and ready to chit chat on, on the after, like what you thought, yeah. what you went through for this time to, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and, and it, it helps other people, you know, whether it's just knowledge, Hey, I didn't know what a thyroid is and I learned this or whatever. Or I know people are going through it or I'm going through it or whatever the case may be. And out of it, too, with not only your stuff, you've kind of been like, a, you know, uh, and an ambassador of shining the light and everything. And your sister is a part of something called Clear Ribbon. Is that- yeah. So-, so and it's online. So let's give a shout out to to them. Clear Ribbon. You can Google it or it's C-L-E-A-R-R-I-B-B-O-N. One word. Um, dot com. Com. I wanted to get it right. Um, <laughs> dot com. So clearribbon.com. And they are advocates for helping people that are going through similar things of what you're kind of crying. Loss of, but, but theirs is the loss of a spouse, a spouse. Yeah. Or significant other. So, um, I briefly mentioned, you know, my brother-in-law, Steve, he had melanoma, um, get your skin checks yearly. I can't stress that enough. Um, and he, he obviously, you know, died and it was really hard. And my sister, you know, talks about kind of being in that fog. And so her and three other people who all lost their spouses to cancer, she actually, uh, one of the board members that she's, you know, partnered up this non-for-profit with, um, they met in the doctor's room while both her husbands were fighting, you know, melanoma. I believe her husband had melanoma as well. Oh, wow. um, and they stayed connected even after Steve died and they would go to his house and they saw him and, you know, they, they said their goodbyes to him, you know, mm-hmm. when his time was coming and, um, and they stay connected and, you know, the, the four of them, Storm this this non for profit clear ribbon, and what it does is it kind of gives clarity through that fog. So they mm. have short term, um, you know, involvement where as soon as you know you lose a spouse or significant other, then they you know step in and they're gonna give, you know, if there's children, they've got book bags, um, mm-hmm. books about how do we talk about you know cancer and death and you know all of that because the one thing is not telling your children you're sick. Because then if you get a cold and you're like, I'm sick. And then kids kind of associate that with like, oh my God, you're going to die. (laughs) Yeah. Every time I'm sick, I'm going to die. Yeah. Yeah. So you, it's okay to give it a word. Um, And, you know, our kids were really young. My sister's kids were young. Um, My kids and my sister's kids are the same ages. And, you know, that was the one thing that we were 
honest with them is like they have cancer. And when my, you know, when Donna died, it was the same thing. It's like Donna has cancer. Mm -hmm. And I guess in a way I'm teaching them that like cancer people die, but I also told them I had cancer and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm okay. And I think, right. and let me talk about my sister's thing and then I'll, I'll circle yeah. back to that thought. But, yeah, um, so yeah, so clear ribbon helps out right away on the short term. And then they go in kind of midway that three months, six months, they check in make sure everything's okay. Um, in the short term, you know, right away, they're giving, you know, gift cards, they've got, um, you know, care coolers where people can cook, put meals on it. They can put groceries, oh, wow. you know, if sometimes people don't know what to do. So, Hey, I'll order yeah. you some groceries and they can put it in the care cooler. So it stays cool. It's um, the things you don't think of. Like you don't want to yeah. ask for help, but you need help, but you don't yeah. really need, but yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what Clear Ribbon is about is they know what it's like to be in that fog. And so they, they're able to provide those services. Um, they do, you know, home services. If, if you got to cut your yard, trim trees, if you need a maid, you know, things to help you just function for a while. Um, there's financial services that they can help offer. Um, there's workshops they put together for, you know, widows and widowers. And this is, um, this is, uh, just in Chicago or is this a nationwide? Or? It's, it's all over the U S so you can go to their website and then you can reach out, um, if you need their services and they'll let you know, they do have some sponsorships where, um, you know, recently someone just passed away, um, that someone knew and they had, you know, some children and, you know, they're kind of in that fog. And so they're able to, they have a, you know, small scholarship amount that they can get them services, groceries, and, and they're out, um, you know, on the West side of the States. Okay. So, um, they also do events like local events, obviously, um, mm -hmm. that provide, um, just kind of a connection for other children and, and individuals, widows and widowers who are, can come together and, and function and enjoy each other during these functions and kind of know that they're not alone. And, and right. Yeah. Like know. we were talking about earlier, you're, you're finding people that you, you feel alone, you know, you're yeah. not, but until you make that connection and, and hear somebody else's story, then, you know, this is such a, sounds like such a great outlet to be able to do that and in, in inviting to be like, Hey, you know, there's obviously we've been through it. So obviously we know not what you're going through specifically your feelings or how your relationship was with the person, but we know our right. relationship and what we felt. Yeah. And they do then the long-term too. So after a year, they check in like every six months because your needs are going to change and right. the services are going to change. But yeah, so clear ribbon, um, you know, .com, definitely check it out. Absolutely. Um, and um, yeah. Um, and I did want to circle back. I yeah. do have brain fog is a real thing. I had to actually write it down because I was like, what was I just going to talk about? Um, <laughs> I would have reminded you. And then I was like sitting there like, what was I going to circle back to? But um, so a lot of times, you know, I was talking about, you know, telling children, like giving it a name. And, yeah. you know, I don't want my children to be afraid that, you know, cancer is equals death. And so I did tell them, hey, you know, I've got thyroid cancer and, and I'm going to be OK. Mm -hmm. And um, what was their reaction? Uh I think the unknown, they weren't sure because, you know, there's a risk of your vocal cord nerve is right there. It could get nicked. And so I, re I actually recorded myself singing because, you know, my youngest one likes me to still sing to her, you know, <laughs> to bed. So I actually recorded myself singing. Right. <laughs> 
And because I was like, I don't know. I don't know what, if my voice is going to change. I, I, I don't know. So um, I think it was just kind of the unknown. Um, I tried to prep them as much as I could. Like, I'm going to have a cut here. I don't know what it's going to look like, but it'll be okay. You know, and so they were kind of looking at it. Um, you know, they, it bruised. So they were kind of watching it, you know, the, the, over the days of it changing. And, mm-hmm. and then it, you know, once the glue came off, it looked way better. And it was like, I don't even think they noticed it anymore. <laughs> um, which is fine. I hardly notice it anymore, but you know, we don't focus so much on the survivors and, you know, like I said earlier, a lot of my experience with cancer has been a death sentence. You get cancer, you die. And we forget about the survivors. We forget about the people who do get cancer. I have two aunts that had breast cancer. They're doing all right. I had a neighbor who had breast cancer. She's doing okay. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who do get cancer and they are okay. And we, we need to hold on to those too, because, um, you know, medicine can work Mm -hmm. and, you know, we can, you know, get ahead of that. And, um, those are the stories that like, I really hung on to is yes, it's very scary and, you know, it's the unknown, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to really hard to make sure this doesn't just kind of fall apart. You know, I, I'm doing my ultrasounds. I'm getting my blood work. Right. I'm being, you know, aware of my body. And I'm remembering that there are a lot of people who have had cancer and they're still here. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, you know, again, not making light of the situation, but trying to put light to it. You know, same thing was with me. You know, I, it was emergency. It was right now I was bleeding internally. I was going to die and things got fixed. And when you're laying in bed for, you know, weeks on end and you can't move because you're split from your chest to your navel uh, and you realize why they say it's core, I couldn't raise my hand without it hurting because, but you, you think a lot, you got a lot of time to yourself and it taught me to slow down. Yes. I, I'm hearing through your stories that it's teaching you to help teach others um, yes. be even more open, whether it's your your kids, somebody else's kids, people you meet. It, it teaches you. Yeah. If you let it go and you're like, whatever, I don't want to go through the surgery again and whatever. Well, then you're back into the realm of the rest of us of like you could die any day, which all of us could. Mm-hmm. But your risk is higher to just not wake up tomorrow. Right. As opposed to somebody who doesn't have cancer, who could also just not wake up tomorrow. You got to put it right. apples to apples, but sure. your risk is, is higher. So, but now you're taking care of it and you're putting yourself back into the society and, and people love, okay, well now I'm just as much as, as you could, you know, I don't mm-hmm. have this thing. And you get to help people with that and see that, Hey, you know, you recorded yourself singing. You took time to explain things, the things that you mm-hmm. wouldn't do if this didn't come into your life. Now, I'm not glad that it did. Right, I'm right. Happy you're going through any of this at all. But because <laughs> that's what it is, you get to realize and take a step back and go, oh, okay, time out. And that's what I did too through mine is I went, wow, maybe this is God's way of saying, slow your butt down. Yes. Like, it had nothing to do with being fast or being on caffeine or, or anything else. It was just time out. Like, let's right. reassess how many hours you're working. Let's reassess what you're not doing. And, you know, yes. so that's when I became an actor in, in Florida. I was an, always an actor as a kid. But, you know, so I love that part of the story of, of your 
you're able to look at things and go, how can I take the best out of it? Yes. And, and I do that in a lot of things, you know, like I do, I have been with people a lot when they've transitioned from, like I said, the earth world to the spirit world. And I always was like, oh, that's such a curse. And then it was like, but let's look at the beauty and all that. Like, it's such like, what an honor, you know, that, that I get to be there with, with people and, and animals. And, you know, I've, I've lost a lot of really important people. You know, I I've been there through those last moments with them and, and just kind of looking at it a little bit differently. No, I don't want cancer. No, I don't want to have to be going through this, but I know at the end of the day, I'm going to be a better person because of it. And if that means I love a little harder, you know, I, uh, live a little, little more, you know, it's, it's, you know, yeah, there's days that I check out and it's just like, you know, I need to check my anxiety and things like that. But then there's other days it's like, how can I be a better mom? How can I be Mm -hmm. a better partner? How can I be a better friend? And realizing that I'm not a burden. And if I can reach out to even one person that's like, you know what, I've been told, you know, I've got thyroid, you know, issues or whatnot, like, okay, yeah, get the tests, you know, get the blood work, stay on top of it. Brings me to tails, you know, so Tales for the for the show um, are the tests, the adventures, the lessons, the entertainment, and the successes, which I could probably fill in the blanks for you, some <laughs> of them for you now. Um, if they're the same, great. But let, let's start out with T. What was maybe the biggest test so far in life? And it doesn't even have to be related to this at all. It could be right. Um, you fell off your bike, but got back on. I don't know. You know. Right. No, I mean, there's, there's been a lot, um, you know, when I think of what came, what comes to mind right away is my fertility journey. That was a huge test in, um, because there's the science piece and then there's the moral piece. And so that was a huge test in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously the, you know, I think of Steve and, and his death and Donna and her death. And, mm-hmm. um, that was, that was hard. Um, Mm -hmm. it was really, really hard and I've had to do a lot of therapy. I've gone to grief therapy. Uh, you know, I had some PTSD from Steve's passing that I had Mm -hmm. to work through. Um, that affected a lot of my life that, um, you know, I, I kind of keep to myself because there's, you know, there's a lot there. (laughs) Yeah. Mental health is, is is so important. Yeah. So important. Yes. And, um, you know, and then, and then this, this has been a test too, because it's showing me that, you know, you can have different, different experiences and different trials and tribulations and you can get through things. And, you know, I'm not sitting here, you know, crying every night or anything like that. I'm much more emotional now because I, you know, I'm stressed out, you know, I'm anxious about the surgery. I just wanted, I want to get to the other side of it. You know, I want to be in the recovery room. It's, it's, you know, the, the unknown, you know, up until then, like once I know I'm good, like, you know, I'll be fine. But yeah, once you can plan the second episode on cursology, which right. is most important. Um... <laughs> no, we're good. Then we're good. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just those life lessons of right. really tuning in and, and being kind and gentle to yourself too, and allowing you yourself some grace, you know, we're, you know, it, it, a lot of people, you know, it's like, you can't cry, especially if you're a, a, a male, like, Oh, you can't, cry and have emotions and it's like but you can and you should and and it's okay to honor those yeah and it's okay it's okay to do that and I think all of those experiences you know the the deaths and the fertility and the cancer has really taught me that it's okay to be open and share my story and you know if you want to listen great if not that's okay too you know like yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
what what so t- things test you and you've kind of come up with these different things and I'm I don't want, I would love to skip to L but we gotta go let's do an order what's an adventure <laughs> what's what a what's a big adventure that you that you've kind of enjoyed maybe yeah you know I I being outside I mean just being hiking in the woods that's an adventure for me and. Um, I tell you what, the biggest adventure I went on, one of the biggest ones is, you know, when I think of just like, when I think of what does adventure mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I had just gotten divorced. I never traveled by myself and I took uh, that year and did things alone. I like went to the bar and had my first beer by myself. Mm -hmm. I, you know, went out to eat by myself. I went to the movie, you know, I did all these things that like can show like I can do that like I don't need somebody else like I'm as embarrassed as I am like sitting there eating by myself people do it all the time it's no big deal now it's like I can't believe I was like that was a challenge um (laughs) but I went to visit my aunt out in uh Seattle and I got the ticket I got myself there I flew out I mean it was such an amazing trip and it was so healing um you know my aunt's you know more of a hippie and and right there with her and I Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. it was amazing and it was it was fantastic and that by far has been one of the best adventures um I have had you know when you think of traveling and things like that and yeah and and I could probably answer the lessons for you because you've given us like 17 (laughs) awesome does one stand out as as in like right now in in today as we talk this is this is what you're living as a lesson Yeah. You know, self-care. And I feel like self-care gets thrown around like the word trauma. And um, when I'm talking about self-care, I'm not talking about those, let's have a bubble bath and let's read a book. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like nobody has time for that. Mm -hmm. You know, self-care can be as simple as not cooking dinner that night. Um, Maybe it's just going to bed early. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it's not doing laundry or cleaning my house tonight. You know, like, you know what? My, my laundry can wait one more day. Like it'll be okay. Taking that step. Um, Yeah. And just knowing it's okay. And also just talking about my life sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm very, can be very closed. And then other times if you get me in the right spot, I can go on and on and on, you know? Um, But, you know, that kind of self-care of really, you know, doing something for yourself that can matter. You know, later today, I'm going to get a massage. You know, I haven't had a massage for a long time, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to massage those knots out of my neck (laughs) (laughs) because I probably should, you know, like it's just doing some self-care, doing Mm -hmm. realistic things. And I'm not doing self-care all the time, but I'm doing it enough to know that I'm taking care of myself. Right. Right. You gotta, you gotta have the me time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in that realm, is there something that entertains you? Yeah. I love live music. Um, okay. You know, just going out. Um, there's a local bar in McHenry over by the river. Um, and they have, you know, live music all the time. So, um, we've been, you know, kind of going there and, you know, anytime I can, you know, another small town nearby has bands like a, I don't know if it's a restaurant that has these bands, but they have them outside. And so you can just sit there and listen and you don't have to go out and eat or anything, but you could just hang out. So definitely live music is the best entertainment for me. Enjoy the talents of somebody else. (laughs) I I always love that. I want to see, you know, some specific, I'll give him a shout out here, uh, Joe Bonamassa and and other people that, that can do things that I can't, like, I I don't have, I don't want to play guitar and I can't, (laughs) um, and I love seeing people do things that I can't. So Mm -hmm. 
and uh, and finally, as we come to a close, what is I kind of I, I've been doing this for the past couple of things. I love asking this like a like a political reporter, right? Right. So, so I have one I have one question, and there's there's humor in it. Uh, I have one question. What is your definition of success, and what is a big su- success? What would you consider success in your in your life? So obviously, it's not one question; it's two. That's what they do. Right. Uh, <laughs> I think success is just doing the best that you can with what you've got going on right in that moment. Um, and you know, one of my biggest successes are, you know, here's a cheesy mom answer, um, is obviously my kids. They are the best thing that I've ever created in my life. Um, they're great kids. Um, they, they teach me lessons all the time in itself. And, you know, the, the fun thing is I've never their mom in that moment before, mm-hmm. you know, like I've, I've, I've never been their mom right now in this moment with this issue or with this situation. Right. And so it's kind of like, we're both learning, you know, we're, we're all learning together and, you know, it's, I always joke that, you know, if I do something like, oh, I didn't get them some app that they wanted that I'm like, well, let me, you know, they don't have TikTok or anything like that. And right. like, you don't need it. And it's like, put it on the list for your therapist one day, you know, like, <laughs> you got to go to bed at eight, eight 30 tonight. Tell your therapist someday, you know, your mom um, didn't get you TikTok, but how many times right. did you go fishing? Yeah. That's... Right. 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 What, what kind of fun Disney vacation did you get? And right. you know, exactly. how many times did we take you to the pool? But yeah. So, um, they definitely are, are what I would say is my life success for sure. I like it. And, and, it, you know, I feel like the people that usually say something like that don't really mean it, but I know that you do because Absolutely. It, it's such a, it's such a unique, you know, people usually brush it off with, with not like your detail, but those who are like, Oh, having kids. Like I never thought mm-hmm. I had kids, so I had kids, but your journey with what you had to go through to have kids let alone yeah. the success of they are here. Like yes. they, 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 they were made <laughs> like they, yeah. you know, they're <laughs> so, so that's a success, not only for you probably personally, but, but somebody looking outside is like, that's a success for, you know, the miracle of helping people who, who have whatever issues, you know, yeah. again, another podcast, we're going to have you on like six <laughs> or seven times. Um, but like, you know, and that's, that too is, is truly a success, you know? Yeah. And I think it was a successful uh, chat with you. I, I could go for hours. You're one of the very <laughs> few people that, you know, we, even with, with a couple parts that we got going, um, it's going to be hard to, to, to edit this and maybe I won't edit as much. Um, <laughs> but I do want to honestly thank you from the bottom of my heart, Julie, um, oh. for taking the time. Your time is valuable. Um, I, I treasure our, our, our friendship, the 26 years we've known each other, and it's just gotten better and grown in that 26 years. Even if distances has gotten farther apart, I feel like, you know, we've kind of gotten closer. Um, yes. Yeah. And thank you for having me on your show. I, I love this adventure of yours and I think you're going to rock it. And I just thank you for letting me talk about my tale and, you know, hopefully, you know, connecting with others. And, you know, I always say our chats are kind of like those 2 a.m., you know, late night chats where you you stay up all night talking and then you walk away and, and you feel like you've really connected with that person and, and learned some something more about them yeah. and you just feel like okay like like energized it, like it's too yeah you want to go do a marathon so. right right <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, no, I love it. I, I, I genuinely appreciate it. Uh, please keep in touch. Um, we will be in touch for, you know, I'll, I'll let you do your thing and self care and enjoy the massage. Yes, um, thank you. and we'll give you, we'll give you a couple weeks after to, to recover and have you back to, to tell your journey of, uh, post-op. Awesome. Well, thank so, you. You guys yes. take care. Yeah. So everybody out there listening, thank you very much. Um, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other and we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.